Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pendola Project. I am your favorite producer and co-host, Jake Parker. This is episode 68. Can you believe it? Episode 68. Your Monday motivation today is all about finding the silver lining during this coronavirus pandemic. It's still going on, and I'll be honest, this is lasting a lot longer than I predicted at the beginning, and I could use some advice on how to better handle this kind of a stressful situation. A lot of things in my life have been turned completely upside down, and I know I'm not alone in that, but we are here for you. We have some advice for you today with Matt Pendola and the returning hostess, Erin Pendola. You can hear her debut on the podcast in our last episode, episode 67. Today, we're going to focus on turning stress into excitement. When you feel like you're failing, try to fail forward. That means learn something from that failure and it'll no longer be a failure. Are you noticing anything with your finances? Because I certainly am. I notice it in my credit card balances, and I'm also noticing it in my waistline. I'm not eating the crappy food that I used to go out and eat. For example, I used to always have a little ritual on Friday mornings. I would take a lunch break, and I would go get some food that probably wasn't the best for me. I'm not doing that so much anymore. Not that I don't want to support the local restaurants. Obviously, I do, but I'm noticing the habits that I could make better. But don't you worry, Chipotle, as soon as this pandemic's over, I'll be back. And then finally, how have your fitness rituals and habits been changed? Have you found new ways, new varieties to make your exercise more exciting? Maybe you're only able to exercise at your home. And let's be honest, that can get boring. Which is why it's so important to find new ways to excite yourself so that you don't fall off of your fitness goals. Matt and Aaron have been hard at work turning their office space into a podcast studio, and I can't wait to share that with you. So keep an eye on our Instagram at Pendola Project, Pendola Project on Facebook. And if you ever need some advice, maybe you have a personal story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear them and we'd be happy to give you a shout out on the podcast. Email Pendola Project at gmail.com. That's enough from me. Let's get on with it. Finding the silver lining. All right. So, Aaron, we are back for another episode. Really good to have you back. Episode two for you. It's our Monday motivation. Aaron, how was the weekend? It's good, actually. What did we do this weekend that was fun? I I forget, you know. Well, (laughs) it was Easter Sunday. Yep. That's always a fun time with Mia, watching her go hunt for all her eggs and how excited she gets. Um, and then we did our first family hike of our new tradition, our new Sunday weekly family hike. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was cute. She loves to hike. She loves to move around. She loves to run. I just love watching her explore. All the parents out there will know what I'm talking about. And those of you that don't have kids, it may be a little bit more difficult to connect with those type of things. I remember before I had Mia, before we had a daughter, I just didn't really get it. A lot of times people would just keep talking about how you know wonderful it was to watch their, their daughter go explore and get lost in the woods or something. And I just shake my head and say, oh, okay, whatever. But now I get it, right? Oh yeah, definitely. When you have that personal experience. Yeah, so Mia was, she was probably, I don't know, maybe three or four the first time that I actually raced her. And of course, I used to kind of let her 
catch up and win and things like that. But now she's really beating me, which is crazy. She keeps asking me to race. And I was so relieved because then the other day she asked you to race. <laughs> and what happened? Well, I think she won. I, I think might. I think you might have let her well, win. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to admit that. Because you are fast. But yeah, she's faster than me now, at least for that short sprint. So uh, now it's your turn. She can She can try beating you now. So... What are we talking about today? It's going to be about the silver lining, right? And um, th during this time, during this epidemic, there's so many different things that we hear about, we talk about that are supposed to be improving or seeing the silver lining for our lives, dealing with the stress. But first, I wanted to just be open and honest with everybody about how it's been for us and starting off with more of the obstacles, more of the stress and financial situation, uh, even with our fitness and our lifestyles, how has this initially been sort of a potential negative impact and you know how did we deal with that and then how are we dealing with it in a positive way now because it's all about failing forward it's not like we just go into a brand new situation like this and know what to do and have the best attitude possible every second of the day it doesn't really work that way. And that's where I believe in being as transparent as I can and vulnerable to say, yeah, we had some, you know, tough days that we were just trying to figure out how we could make things work, but it wasn't necessarily the easiest road to travel at first. So how did the Corona impact you, Aaron, and, and what kind of stress did you deal with besides me? Like I was probably the main stress, but. <laughs> well, yeah, the getting that initial notice that, hey, guess what, you have to close your, your business down now. And that means for us that no income is going to be coming in for the foreseeable future. So I think that was the initial shock to the system of thinking, okay, so what do we do now? And I think that took us a good, gosh, I don't know what, five or so days to really kind of let that sink in and the reality hit of now we need to have a plan B. Um, that was probably the the biggest obstacle. And yeah, you know, admittedly, you know, I wasn't used to having you around the house as much um, as you have been or were in the beginning of this uh, about a month ago when we got that shutdown notice. And then all of a sudden we were around each other 24 seven. And, you know, I know I'm not the only one feeling that. I know there's other people out I there. I don't know. I think people would love to spend 24-7 <laughs> around me, pay for it even. Yeah. Well, that's a good positive attitude to no, have about th that. This is a good point to bring up, talking about transparency, because it really, honestly, in my mind, I was starting to take things a little bit personal and, well, I'm going to retire one day and I'm going to be around a lot more then. So what's going to happen then? Are we just going to get divorced? If you have a trouble with me being around this much now, what's going to happen? And it just, it is, it's stressful. And then you realize that you're just being a baby and you have to get over things and not take things so personally and just get out of the house when you can in a productive way. And you know, fortunately for, for me, I have this other facility that I can go to and work in and and you come here too independently I mean and we kind of take turns with Mia that way there's nobody here at the facility it is shut down so it is actually some quiet time and space 
And that is in itself a blessing. So starting to look at, well, what can I do? What I could also do was go out and start to explore some of the trails I had always kind of looked at from you know, a distance, but never knew exactly where that trail went. And I got myself lost and went on three, four hour runs a few days. And that was a lot of fun. I come back and I had better energy, more vigor to deal with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm going to be in trouble after this. So you talked about the finances a little bit. And again, our attitudes are, have always been a little bit different on this. So I will I will say that I've always complimented you just talking to Joey Gilbert the other day about, man, you know how much trouble Aaron has given me in the past about even he makes fun of me. I mean, Mia makes fun of me because I get an allowance, right? And I can only spend so much money a month and it's that sort of a thing. budget. A budget. Yes. It's my, it's my, <laughs> it's my allowance. <laughs> and and, and for years, Joey has made fun of me. You know, he he loves it. He thinks it's so funny that I'm on a budget, we'll call it. He calls it an allowance because he knows it bugs me. And uh, he's like, Pandola, what's your, what's your allowance this month? And uh, then I told him the other day, man, you got to give credit where credit's due. I'm so glad that after all these years, we've saved the way we have. So I... I didn't have as much stress going into it. I think that just by nature, you have always been more of the, I mean, you're the financial person in this relationship. You handle the money, the bills. So I get it too, that it's your sort of responsibility to make sure that you're handling our finances properly along with Willie Biddle, who Willie is another person I wanted to talk about today, just, you know, setting ourselves up for success and how we can deal better with stressful situations for the future financially. And um, Willie is our broker, but what uh, what's his official title, Willie Biddle? Uh, financial advisor through Edward Jones. And I don't know if this is correct, but I want to say he's been doing it about five years now. Yeah, that's probably about right. He used yeah. to be our, our one trainer. Our, yeah, one of, a tra- one of our trainers here. Yeah, he, he about three years ago had talked to me about, hey, you guys are a small business. I have some great tax saving things you can do as a small business for retirement. And I kind of had my mindset. I always had my own savings plan. Um, but Matt, you know, we talked about, we trust Willie. We've known him for a long time. So yeah, we said, okay, take this money. And you know, it's been the greatest thing we've done because he's given us so much great advice and peace of mind. I mean, even prior to this, to the coronavirus and losing your, your income suddenly overnight. Um, so I do thank him for keeping us on track. Yeah, and I will I will tell the audience it as you know, you've been listening and loyal to this podcast for any amount of time. You've never heard me peddle anybody or anything. I don't have anything that I try to sell anybody. Those type of tactics are not what this podcast is about, but with Willie Biddle, if you want a great guy to contact, we'll put a link to the show. But this this guy is the best, and we trust him. We love him. And uh, he's just been nothing but a savior for our future retirement plans and financial success. So thank you, Willie. Okay. So with the impact we wanted to talk a little bit more about what type of obstacles we even had with our training and with our health and fitness. So just touch upon that 
Aaron, what kind of obstacles did you encounter or maybe some of your family and friends that you want to talk about today? Um, honestly, coming from me personally, I don't feel like I had any obstacles because like Matt said, we do have our facility here that is a gym. We have any kind of equipment you could need or want. And because it is just you and me, we are still able to come in here and use the facility. Whereas other people that, you know, don't have that luxury, I would see that being more of a struggle. So for me personally, um, on the fitness level, I honestly can't say it changed that much. Um, I do know of people. That's why we did the home workout series on our app that that's a struggle because they're used to having a gym they can go to and all this equipment and they know their routine and they have it set. And then all of a sudden you go, Oh gosh, I don't have any of this stuff at home. What do I do? So I think that was a big, you know, big change for, for general population. The initial stress that I had was more in programming because yeah, I, kind of realized that been a little bit spoiled with most of my athletes coming into the facility and just being able to explain really quick, well, this is this movement, this is how you do this, and just giving a few cues, but they know exactly what they need to do once it's sort of shown to them. Just, you know, I say with my athletes, I might demonstrate them a movement uh, semi-poorly sometimes, and then they would execute that movement 10 times better than I could. So I've been spoiled in that sense, but then having to explain movements more over the phone to clients. And then of course, with our app, we had to really scramble. And I guess that was the stress for me realizing that yes, we had our app set up, but it wasn't quite ready yet. And I can be a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to just the quality of our products. And I probably have been dragging my feet too long. We probably should have had this up sooner, this app, but we had what we had and we had to deal with it. So we started getting into the gym and getting a lot of videos done, getting the descriptions done. All of that is now on our apps. And then we're able to offer the programming, which many of you are currently doing. And uh, that's been a huge success. Then the next stress for me was just, I actually, you say we got to go to the gym and that's true, but I know we were both doing body weight movements, even though it was in the gym for the first couple few weeks. So we would force ourselves to figure out what the best variations and strategies were. So maybe talk a little bit about that. What, how did that open your mindset to say more variation in calisthenics or did you have a new movement or two that you designed specifically because of the situation we're in now? Yeah. I, again, I look at that kind of as a positive though, because yeah, okay, we had to come in and we're thinking, okay, what can we, what can we do that people would be able to do at home without all this equipment? And it was actually pretty fun. You know, you get creative and it's like, oh yeah, or maybe it's a movement you haven't done in a few years or you, or something that you had done with weights previously, but you figure out, okay, here's how I would do it without the weights and challenging, but in a, in a good way, got you kind of got me out of my usual routine and um, it was exciting, I think you know, to, to come up with some new moves or maybe not new, but just uncover them that they've been gone for a while. Yeah. Our motto for a long time has been more along the lines of 
you train for the athletics and the aesthetics will come. And we talk about that a lot because we, when we're when we're discussing goals with people, we realize that they really just want to get healthier, get to that point where they can keep up with their grandkids or know that they're able to just wake up every day with good energy and a good attitude towards their health and fitness and, and just have that positive mindset. And so it's not about destroying them. It's not about overreaching and being proud that you're so sore you can't even walk the next day. You know, all that old sort of meathead mindset, that's that's where I feel education is important. And to me, that natural athlete, that natural approach to training came out more in this period of time. I started thinking about how much more that we could do outside. And, you know, on one of my runs the other day, I don't even know if I mentioned to you, but I just, I was running by this tree and I noticed that the branch was kind of perfect to do pull-ups off of. And I did some mountain climber type of pull-ups and I did just some variations there because it was there. And I thought to myself, yeah, why am I going to wait until I get home to do pull-ups or wait to, I'm just going to do them right now and put them right in the middle of my mountain run. And then I got to a steep hill and I did some hill sprints off that steep hill. And I hadn't even planned on any of that that day. It just became a part of my my training plan that day, which was kind of fun and organic. So it's, it's kind of opened up my mindset to, uh, doing more outdoor training. We really believe that what you do in the four walls of our facility should be so that you can execute better movement and perform better outside of the gym for your real goals, which which should be your real goals. So I think that that's full circle, bringing me back more to, what I started this facility out for in the first place. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I try, well, I have run outside a little bit, but I tend to be an early morning person and it's not quite not quite light enough yet. I would say give it another couple weeks and I'll be able to get to the, I love going to the ditch trail right about that six o'clock where the sun's just coming up and um, that's just such a nice time to run. So I have not quite gotten outside as much yet, but I do plan on adding my long cardio run days to, to be outside starting very soon. Nice. So, you know, we're just discussing these things. Uh, we want listeners to understand that we go through the same things. Um, and it's just more about what we can suggest or offer that you can try for yourselves and see if it works for you. So with the silver lining side of things now, talking more about our process to success, it's really a new process we had to discover. So just as an example, we were talking about stress originally and how do we turn that stress and see it as excitement? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just stressed because I care about this. Like anything else in my life that's important, I'm going to see this though as I'm really, that means I'm excited about this. How can I see the positive in the silver lining and what I want to accomplish? I have to maybe make some new changes. I can't stick with the same things I was doing before because we are now in literally a new environment. So when it comes to 
finding excitement in our day that was uh, it was kind of getting to the point where Netflix and uh, just watching shows and stuff was starting to kind of creep into our day before we knew it. Not that we watch that much TV or we do that much of that, but um, it was starting to kind of like, well, what do we do now? Well, it's just well, I guess we'll watch some Netflix. And we started to just put more variation. I know, for example, um, with the cornhole tournaments that Mia and I were having, and then we started to look a little bit more into the hiking out uh, side of our house. We should do that every single morning and just make that a ritual. And the more of those positive uh, habits, the more those helpful habits we started to throw into our morning rituals, it was really starting to set up the rest of our day for success there. We just felt more motivated, I feel like, to keep doing more. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. What's helped you in your routines, new routines possibly? Yeah, one of the honestly best things, the silver lining for me has been the time. I mean, like you say, initially that was a stressor. Now we have all this time. How do we fill it? And then now it's flip-flopped. Now I'm like, gosh, we have all this time. Look at all this, we, what we can do with all this time. We're so productive. And I feel like we've really, you know, s- stepped it up and, you know, put so much time and effort and energy into into building this new, this new brand. And then also, same, the time situation, having more time with Mia. You know, you realize like, gosh... Yes, I know school is important and and she loves school and she misses her friends and her class, but I really have to say I've been enjoying having her home every day. I wake up and she's there and we, we were together all day and she does have her online school that they have. So we do have structure there and she reads and she's really good about getting her, her tasks done that she needs to get done. And then, yeah, the shows and the Netflix and all that has now become more of a a special thing like oh it's not just an everyday like yeah I sat here and watched two hours of Netflix it's like oh gosh I only watched one show today mommy I'm so proud of myself I got all this other stuff done so oh man just not to interrupt but I guess I am but I do that a lot I know yes typical yes um but Mia is so proud of herself you're right and I think this is just a great point. We're not trying to say we're the best parents out there. We certainly make a lot of mistakes too. Um, But we're just trying to share what we feel like has really been working for us. Uh, man, Mia has been cleaning house. I mean, she's she's got all this stuff we can't unfortunately donate right now, but she's got so many toys and clothes and she's gone through. I'm, I'm so proud of her. Her room just looks immaculate. The whole house is so organized. She, she went through her castle that uh, Santa got for her for Christmas a few years back and Santa was up all night putting that castle again. And then it was just, it was cluttered with so many toys and so many things that she's just stopped using years ago. Not that we get her that many. They just accumulate when you don't get rid of them. And so she went through everything and man, everything's so clean and organized and she's so proud of herself. And then instead of um, just being bored, she started asking about things like doing guitar lessons online, for example. And I know she used to do those, but now we have time for it again. We kind of ran out of time for those guitar lessons. So another silver lining, hey, we have more time. Why don't we call Micah? That's her instructor. And she started yesterday online again with her guitar lessons, right? Or in FaceTime, yeah, I don't know. Zoom. Which, Zoom, yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. Well, it was a couple weeks ago. She said, I'm going to start playing my guitar again. She went up to her closet, pulled it out and just, and that's, 
you know, she's asking me all these questions that I have no idea. We need to call a professional. So Micah, yes, our, her, our longtime friend, I've known him for years and years, um, but has taught her guitar previously. So yeah, we just started again yesterday. And I know that was just a very exciting thing for her. She was so happy to do that. It doesn't take much, does it? It's just the little things. And she's just so freaking happy. Yeah, it's, you have to put things in perspective sometimes and think, gosh, I wish I could think more like an eight-year-old sometimes. Absolutely. And and of course, our morning walks we talked about, that's just a brief mention on that. But again, as a family, I'm so happy to get up in the mornings and being transparent this morning was the first morning we missed our walk. And it was because I just happened to have a unique opportunity yesterday i'm very grateful for to to write an article that could potentially um be a a national article we'll see what happens there but i wasn't i didn't have much notice on it i was told yesterday and the deadline was for noon today eastern standard time so i was up until 2 30 writing that article so i did sleep in and we had to get to the studio to get some recording done so we missed our morning walk this morning and man i was i was really bummed out i love our rituals and i know mia looks forward to it so much but i heard you saying to her that's okay we're gonna have an extra special hike on sunday i think we're going to go and see some of the wild horses and go up the uh, the canyon that uh, is kind of like Shangri-La, you call it. And she was just so excited about that. And I just smile to myself. It makes me so happy that those are the things that she looks forward to so much. And as a family, that's just what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, well, and she was also excited because tonight is uh, homemade pizza, movie, and ice cream and Oreo night. So I think that also helped, you know. She wasn't as upset anymore when I reminded her of that. Oh, yeah. And again, I love that you brought that up because I was on, I was, oh, by the way, listen to the Bad Dad podcast. You get a chance. That was a great podcast I was on recently. I will let you know it's going to be out, I think, in a couple weeks. I'll let you know what episode that I'm on with the Bad Dad himself, Ryan. But I was talking to him about the Oreos and ice cream night, and he just loved the fact that we, we actually put that into our plan, which we do. So I think that's just something we can talk about. So Silver lining or not, we've always had something like that to look forward to at the end of the week during this this epidemic or just in our regular lives. We started doing that as a tradition a while back. And uh, I do. I, I really look forward to having our night together where we just, you know, we just relax and we we watch what we want. We eat what we want. And um, not that not that there's anything wrong with the rest of our week. It's um, it, to me, I would get bored if I were doing the same uh, kind of just being in that sort of relaxed mode every night and just eating whatever it just then it's no longer a treat and um i like our system i like the way that we set up our week and i like what we're teaching mia there um again i don't know do you think i'm being preachy when i when i say these things it sounds sometimes like i'm being preachy about it no i mean i it's kind of interesting because i as you're saying this i was bringing back memories of my childhood and we would actually kind of do the same thing like my dad, as I mentioned before, he loved to bake, so he'd always make homemade 
pizza dough. And that's what we do. That was Friday night. So he would make pizza and that's the night we could all sit together and watch a movie. And we got a Coke, which was a big deal, um, you know, because that was a once a week thing. So, you know, I hadn't really thought about that until just now. I just like a memory just came back like, yeah, I guess I used to do the same thing as a kid. And it was it was such a fun thing to look forward to, because if you do that every night, then well, it's, yeah, it's like it's not it's not quite as special anymore. So, yeah, and that's that. we're kind of teaching Mia that as well, which just if you were to have these things all the time, it wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't be a treat. And so she understands that part of things, I think, pretty well. And uh, I love to be able to um, pick out a movie as simple as that sounds with Mia. And we were talking about watching The Help this weekend, which it just brings things so full circle to me that when you and I first got married, The Help just came out, just came out. We literally saw it on our honeymoon, didn't we? Yeah, I was two and a half months pregnant and we watched it and we were in Napa at a movie theater and we watched it there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So, which, uh, you know, now Mia's going to be watching the help with this because, uh, you know, she's interested in that, uh, that piece of history that we were talking to her about. I actually think she wants to watch the birdcage. That may be. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that may have trumped the help. <laughs> I let her watch the trailer for it, and she watched it about five times last night and laughed the whole way through. So I'm, we'll have to look into it. I don't know how inappropriate that movie is. I can't quite remember. So yeah. it will, it'll, it'll be the help or the birdcage tonight. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, people are either thinking we're, we're very, uh, very open-minded parents or we're terrible parents. I don't know which ones. Oh, uh, well, maybe a little of both. So just um, talking about variations and uh, expanding the brand for Pendola Project and how we're working towards the future, I think that it's time that we um, talk about the silver lining there because I know that a lot of gyms are probably suffering right now and it's unfortunate, but I do think that these times are great for bringing out the best in you. And, and I do think the cream rises to the top is what I'm saying. It forcing it forces us and others to just bring your A game and be the best version of your brand and your business and your beliefs as you can. And as you mentioned before, I think it's okay that we spent a couple weeks kind of figuring out new rituals. And even to the point where I was saying, hey, uh, you know, I needed a couple weeks where I just really didn't have much of a plan or I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I think it had been a while since I had some time off, really. And then I got to the point where I think I was starting to get a little bit bored. And then that's when we started to really kick butt and get excited again about, well, what, you know, look at all these projects that we've been putting off and look at all these things that we can do now. Because writing the ebook for Chad Belding's um, uh, podcast, I was talking about the ebook that was in the last couple of weeks, that series, if you listen to that. And that ebook for the foul life, uh, the fitness that's involved with hunting and um, also with Bobby McGee and the endurance project that we're working on together. Um, that business, and then of course our online app business. So there's there's so many things I was saying, you know, really realistically. I don't think that I ever would have gotten any real traction on any of these things. It probably would have just kept being pushed to the next month and next month, and you get a little bit done 
there, a little bit done there. But at the end of the day, the brick and mortar really did take over. So silver lining is we've gotten, I feel like we've gotten six months of work done on these other projects in the last four weeks, don't you? Yeah. Again, that goes yeah back to having the time as a positive and just knowing what you need to do in order to fill that time in a productive way. And yeah, you have a lot of, well, you always say irons in the fire and it's good to kind of say, okay, we're going to just get this done. Then we're going to move to this. And now you have the time to be able to dedicate to each of those projects and really get them finished. Absolutely. And we keep failing forward to just setting up the podcast, even this morning, we're used to having Jake help us out. And of course, we just set up our new studio, which I think um, Jake will probably post something about uh, the way the office looks now, the way we're setting up the podcast studio. I think that, uh, well, we had to be creative, we had to be innovative, and we also don't know what we're doing yet, especially without Jake in the office with us. He's been awesome, though. He was right there with uh, FaceTime showing us what to do to set everything up. We did that uh, this morning completely by ourselves without any help, and I was so proud of this, but it took us like an hour and a half to get everything set up. And so that's the that's the thing about failing forward. It's like, well, you know, look, we're just doing a Monday Motivation podcast. We're thinking it's going to take just about a half an hour or so, and it's an hour and a half before we can even talk into the mics and hear ourselves. So it is what it is, and we're starting to learn more about that process. And then, of course, with our helpful habits and our rituals, discussing that, I think, is, is, is super important. A good way to sort of wrap up this Monday Motivation is what type of new rituals or what type of rituals that are even older that you reinforced in your life so that you can have this positive outcome in this time? Yeah, organization. I mean, I've always been a pretty organized person by nature. uh, But then going from not having clients on an hourly basis, five days a week, you can kind of lose sight of that organization. Like my schedule wasn't planned out for me anymore. It wasn't a 9, 10, 11, 12 appointment per se. It's like, well, now you have from between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. So getting back to saying, okay, I'm I'm just going to write out a schedule for myself. So between these hours and these hours, I'm working on the app. Between these hours and these these hours, I'm working on the the ebook. So yeah, getting back to having more of an organized, timely schedule has been very helpful for me. Yeah, there were a couple of days where I was kind of spinning my wheels, but feeling like I was being productive. You mentioned I was in our office at our house all day. And I would try to get some work done then go downstairs, maybe play some cards with Mia, go back upstairs, work for a little bit, come back down, maybe go for that hike. But nothing was really organized. It wasn't in in a set ritual. And I guess my mindset there was, yeah, well, don't really need one. I don't need to be anywhere. And as long as I'm working, getting things done. But I feel like I lost some of my inspiration. And I went a few days without uh, remembering to shower, which I'm sure you weren't too happy about. And then 
I just started getting back to, okay, I have no place to be today, but I'm going to shower and I'm actually going to take a cold shower like I always do. It just it just wakes me up. It, it gets me invigorated. And I also, as silly as it sounds, just that process of turning on that ice cold water and the first minute or so just having to adjust and, and bracing yourself for that. And then when the water's coming up just, just slightly, it's slightly warmer, you actually feel the difference where I remember when I would turn the shower on for Mia and warm up the shower for after a few minutes and you go to feel it and it's still cold and you're thinking, wow, it doesn't feel like it's gotten any warmer. And it's just funny to me the the way you actually feel even a slight temperature change when you start off in that cold water and then it slowly starts to warm up and you go through that process. So what I guess I'm saying here is that's like life to me where it's a little bit uncomfortable. I got comfortable being uncomfortable comfortable in that cold shower. And then you wait, wait through that process, you get the reward of the warm shower afterwards. I, I don't know if that makes sense to everybody. But that to me, just kind of gets my mindset and my body and my mind right for the rest of the day. And then I go into just some easy tasks that I that I get to do. So for example, returning some some texts and emails and then, you know, we talked about taking our family hike for about 30 minutes, our walk and then just going through some basic uh some basic things that um really get my day started like that. Now I can really start to attack the bigger projects and so I would finish with my top 3 things is is mainly what's really gotten me on track lately. So I just started picking three things that I needed to really focus on that day. And before you know it, the day is over. You feel like you have so much time, but you might be just spinning your wheels and maybe really overdoing one project and not doing anything else. So it gave me some purpose to say, well, it's time for me to move on to this next thing. And then even discussing it with you in the morning to say, well, these are the three things I need to do. You put those three things up on our board in the office so I can see what needs to be moved over every day. And it really keeps me on track. And uh, that's been super, super helpful. But again, it's it's tough in this time to to do those type of things when nobody's holding you accountable to it, really. So it's just something that I started doing for myself, but I feel that it's really been helpful. So that's my top tip here is just stick with a few things, right? And I learned this from Dr. Del Cotter in that performance mindset course that I took this last year. And we usually focus on three positive things and then maybe one thing that we can and do better, we can improve upon. So we don't overwhelm ourselves with failing forward, but we have an overall very productive and positive mindset. And that same philosophy, three to one, um, ironically, I think goes into our planning, even goes into uh, my training. Yeah. So for me, the biggest takeaway is being thankful for having this extra time to be productive and get things done that I wouldn't normally have the time for and to be thankful to spend this extra family time together. Uh, those would be those would be my top two that I'm really happy about and thankful for right now. Perfect. Perfect. 
And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Pendola Project today with Matt and Aaron Pendola. I don't know about you. I think Aaron's doing a great job. Everyone thinks they can just hop onto a podcast and talk into a microphone. I dare you, because it's a lot more intense than you might think. So, Aaron, great job. I can't wait to hear more from you. And I learned some things today. I learned that, yes, while I do have heightened anxiety through a time like this, maybe some job insecurity, maybe I'm questioning my future and my priorities, I'm also being able to take time to myself and reflect on what really matters to me. I called my parents the other day, and I am ashamed to admit that it had been way too long since I had done that. As far as my eating goes, my cooking is through the roof. I'm learning how to use spices. And then finally, my fitness at home is increasing because I'm finally being able to really get creative. For example, I hooked a reactive band to my sliding glass door the other day, and I did some ab walks. Never would have thought of that without this pandemic. There are lots of ways that we can find the silver lining through time like this and in my opinion if I had to be the optimistic person I try to be I think we'll all come out better for it so long as we do our best to stay healthy obviously we don't mean to undermine the seriousness of many people who are experiencing health issues at this time our hearts are with you But it's also important to take things as they come and try to find the best in hard times. Thank you for all the emails and messages. You've been following us on Instagram and messaging us. It's been awesome. We appreciate hearing from each and every one of you. Keep it up. We are at Pendola Project. And if you've got a message that's a little too long for Instagram or Facebook, email us, pendolaproject at gmail.com. And something else that would be fun that might make us feel more connected to each other in this social distancing, physical distancing era... Send us a voice memo. Email it to pendolaproject at gmail.com and it can contain anything you want to say to us. It can be questions, it can be comments, feedback, share a story of how your life has changed through this pandemic and how you are dealing with it, and we'd be happy to play it on the show. Or if you just want to send a voice memo that says, Jake, you talk too much, wrap it up. Speaking of which, that's it for me today. Thank you again for listening to episode 68. Talk to you soon.